As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Thanksgiving weekend is now behind us and NBA training camps, shockingly, are about to begin. There's been a lot of player movement around the league, and we'll examine it. But first, darling, do your thing. The Mike Wise Show is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Mike Wise Show is hosted by a guy who played basketball atrociously for Hawaii Pacific College, which forced him into journalism. And, oh yeah, he wrote about basketball for the New York Times, the Washington Post, and ESPN. He's also a wise ass, and so are many of his guests. Right, Mike? Thank you, Darlene. It's been less than two months since the Lakers won the NBA championship in the Orlando bubble. But here we are on the eve of the opening of NBA training camps. With the season set to begin three days before Christmas, my trusty producer, Bruce Bernstein, joins me as we take a look at old faces and new places, as well as sizing up which players and teams are ready to compete for the playoffs and the championship. How was your Thanksgiving, Bruce? Thank you, Mike. Thanksgiving was low-key, socially isolated, but otherwise fine. The food was good. How about you and your family? Um, as well. Just the five of us in the backyard because the weather was so great here um, outside of D.C. And um, I, I'm not going to apologize for this. We did not have a turkey. We had a rotisserie chicken. The kids loved the chicken. It was smaller. We ate all the bones. It was, uh, we basically polished it off. We didn't even have leftovers. Uh, it was tremendous. Can you have, can you have stuffing and cranberry sauce with a rotisserie chicken? <laughs> yeah, if you make it on the side. Uh, I made this really sweet cranberry sauce the kids love. It had raspberry gelatin in it. It probably Ooh. is going to send a bunch of dentists to France over the summer when they, <laughs> when they take my kids in for their cavities. And then, uh, but the, uh, oh, the stuffing, I made this cornbread stuffing, Bruce. I'm going to make it for Christmas, too. It was tremendous. They had a little Italian sausage in it, the sage, the thyme, and then the cornbread with just the right amount of egg and milk and, and, and chicken broth. And it just, oh, gosh, it, was, it wasn't dry at all. It was beautiful. You're going to make somebody a dandy little wife one of these days, Mike. You're a baker. You're doing all kinds of good cooking things in the kitchen. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, my wife just wants me to fix toilets, and I have no, uh, <laughs> I don't have the neural cortex brain part of me to do those things. But anyway, all right, as we record, um, as we recorded this on Monday morning, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are still in Houston. Uh, I don't know if they can't get rid of them, nobody wants them, or the trade bait just isn't enough. It's still, it's still to me, I don't know, this is just, this is just me off the top of my head. It's two guys that basically, you, like it's like world be free, the gunners of today, and yet they're so valuable. Uh, James Harden is unstoppable. Russell Westbrook has such an amazing heart, and he has so much energy. And yet on the same roster, I still, it, it feels like you need 10 basketballs to go around with those two guys. That's just me. Bradley Beal and John Wall, still in Washington. I like both those guys. I hope they put somebody around them that helps, and I hope John Wall comes back like he was before, and if, he, and if he's not, that he learns the trajectories and angles he needs to, 
and the economy of movement to still have a Hall of Fame NBA career. Rudy Gobert, still in Utah. Victor Oladipo, DC guy, DeMatha guy, still in Indiana. And uh, naturally, we begin with Charlotte. <laughs> Let's talk free agency in Charlotte, Bruce. So Michael Jordan signs Gordon Hayward, who opted out of the final year of his deal in Boston. Gave mm-hmm. him four years, $120 million. It actually turns out to be a sign and trade with Charlotte getting two second-round picks, Boston getting a trade exception of more than $28 million, the largest in NBA history. So the question is, how does this help or hurt both teams? Well, with Boston, I think we're not going to really know till they decide what they're going to do with that trade exception, uh, which they can use in little chunks. They don't have to spend it all on one person. Uh, but I think for Charlotte, I think it's really interesting because they drafted LaMelo Ball, the number three pick in the draft. They've got a couple other younger guys on their team that are pretty good. Um, I see this as kind of overpaying for a guy because he's going to bring a some skill and be some leadership to their locker room with a young team. I mean, that's the only possible explanation I see, although they were ninth, I think in the East last year. So that could nudge them up into the playoffs. Yeah. I think if you're Michael Jordan and you're trying to make a splash as an owner, it's it's an interesting move. It, um, gosh, it kind of reminds me of, of what the wizards paid for, Shoot, oh gosh, um, I'm thinking of the Polish machine. Um, Marcin Gortat? Marcin Gortat, uh, Marcin Gortat, who like they, they overpaid. They knew they were going to have to overpay to keep him in Washington. They should probably uh, shouldn't have, but he gave him some very good, uh, he, I mean, he, he did the pick, he rolled with the pick and pock with Wall with, as good as anybody. And, you know, Gordon Hayward, it's kind of weird. Gordon Hayward's now your face of the franchise in Charlotte. Um, and, you know, your power forward is PJ Washington, your center's Cody Zeller. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's enough to get you where you want to go, but it is an upgrade. Um, and it's an upgrade a little bit. And, and Gordon Hayward, God bless him. He's got to stay healthy to make that trip make that acquisition work out. Uh, otherwise, you know, the, his big thing is just, he's been, He's been fragile. I think that um, with Gordon Hayward, he had to. What what do you got? What do you got? Your drug dealer calling in in, during the podcast? (laughs) Uh, Sorry about that, Mike and and viewers. Uh, I think think it's probably the contact tracing people. We've been getting all these weird phone calls that I don't answer from different towns in Connecticut. And I'm trying to figure out why. So I don't know. Maybe that's it. But anyway, I think, uh, you know, getting back to Hayward, I think he had to get out of Boston one way or another. He was just under a dark cloud from pretty much day one there. And I think most Boston fans admire him and respect him. And he doesn't leave in any way, you know, with the Boston fans being down on him or anything like that. Like they were with Kyrie. Kyrie. Right. Because with Gordon Hayward, I mean, when he was out there, you know, he never complained about anything. He always seemed to handle himself professionally. Um, And, Look, I mean, the team, you know, when, when he – had he not gotten hurt in the playoffs this year, there's a very good chance they might have went to the finals. wasn't his fault. When he came back, he wasn't really quite himself. So I think, you know, in, in his particular case, 
you know, Charlotte had signed him to an offer sheet a number of years back that Utah matched. So Michael Jordan's kind of had his eye on Gordon Hayward for a while, and now he's got him for four years at $30 million a year. And uh, look, you know, who knows? I think as a Boston fan, I certainly wish Gordon Hayward well. Yeah, you know, I, you know, we probably didn't want to see him go of everybody of all was was Brad Stevens, his college coach at Butler, a guy that uh, you know I always say, and I asked this of Sheldon. Remember Shelvin Mack, his point guard mm-hmm. um, in college? I, yeah, I said, I said, what? Excuse me, what was that? Shelvin, I think. Shelvin, that yeah. Did I? Yeah, say, okay. I said Shelvin. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, my bad. You thought I said Sheldon? Yes, like young Sheldon, like the CBS sitcom. Or Sidney Sheldon, the author. Yeah, thank okay, you. Okay, you got me. You got yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're talking literary here, my friend. I'm writing a book. Um, I can't no, but, Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, I asked Sheldon Mack once when he was was backup point guard with the Wizards. I said, "Hey, if if Gordon Hayward had stayed in school one more year, would you guys have won the national title?" And he goes, "Definitely." Definitely. And because you remember they went back to back, even without Gordon Hayward, they ended up playing Connecticut in the title game. Oh man, if Gordon Hayward, uh, I'm still angry. He didn't make that shot against Duke. That was the greatest Hoosiers college basketball story of all time. Um, that was even better than George Mason, which I covered here. All right. So the Bucks are hoping to lock up Giannis Antetokounmpo to a super max deal this week to keep him in Milwaukee. But if they don't, he can become a free agent at the end of the season. The Bucks have added solid pieces around the Greek freak with uh, Drew Holiday and several other low-profile role players. Is it enough to keep Giannis happy and make the Bucks a title contender, Bruce Bernstein? Uh, I think they're definitely going to be a title contender this year. Uh, I would see them – I can't see them not being – I can't see them being as any long as, as long as Giannis position. is on the roster, they're going to be a title well, yeah, and and you know they still you know they they locked up some of their other guys. You know they have a, a pretty solid roster. They did. They still have Brook Lopez. You know they still have Chris Middleton, who was an All Star last year. Um, but um, you know you, you just kind of get this feeling that as much as Giannis has always said, "I love Milwaukee. I want to be here." You know when you're talking about a place like Miami where they might be able to offer him the supermax, I mean, places like Miami and the Texas teams, they have such an advantage because of the no state income tax. And when you're making 30 or $40 million a year, that's a significant, I mean, it's more money than, you know, we'll ever know. And that's just what they're saving in taxes. So plus, yeah. you know, the heat culture is something that, you know, a lot of people make fun of. I believe that it's a real thing. Uh I don't doubt you, you think you think Giannis will go to Miami. I don't know. Maybe I mean, I hope he doesn't. Not nothing against Miami. I very much like Miami's team and the people I've known there. Uh, but I, you know, you and I are both pals with Mark Lazary, the Bucks owner. So we want his team to be good because we like Mark Lazary. <laughs> Yeah, I like Pat Riley too. So yeah, okay. But 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 yeah. I like Mickey, I like Mickey Arison. His wife is wonderful. Yeah, uh, okay. They're just they're, they're good people. I don't yeah. you know, I don't I don't begrudge them anything except they've already won three titles and the Bucks haven't won since 1970 or six you know 71 was it 70 with 71 yeah 71 with with Oscar and Kareem. Um, who was he Kareem then? Yeah, he wasn't he was even Kareem. Kareem yet. No, he be he became Kareem after that. 
You sure? I, I'm he was Luel Cinder sure. in Milwaukee. No, he was no, 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 he was. I think he was Luel Cinder. I think he was Luel Cinder in '71, but okay. I think by '72 or '73 he had gone public with his, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar moniker. Sure. All right. So the bottom line is. I look at Giannis like I do Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan had a chance to go to Orlando and remember with Grant Hill teaming up with him. They had the same agent years ago. It was going to be this big coup for the Magic, and uh, and Tim Duncan was like, uh, "I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in Texas." Now, obviously, the state income tax thing, yeah, big deal. But I see Giannis is he doesn't need more than he has, and he loves Milwaukee. I I wouldn't be surprised if he signs the supermax deal. I, I hope be, he does. I truly hope he does. Honestly, you know, we don't, we don't no. want these small market teams to always be on the outside looking in. It's not fair. Wait, who did, who did uh, Milwaukee lose? They lost somebody good. Well, uh, who did they lose? They lost, well, they traded George Hill away. I mean, who was, you know, kind of right. a backup point guard. Uh, oh, and uh, Robin Lopez, the backup big guy, you know, they kept Brooke, but they lost Robin. Right. Um, okay. So those were so, those were the two bigger names they lost. Yeah, that they um, and they were going to get Bogdanovich, but they didn't. And that Bogdanovich went huge. to Atlanta, which you know, yeah, Atlanta's just wow. I I I'm I'm still blown away by some of the moves they made. That was uh, that that to me was as impressive as anybody. They got Bogdan. Uh, they, they got Bogdanovich. Um, they they also traded for. Or I'm sorry, they acquired uh, Rondo, didn't they? Yes, they did. They got and Rondo. Also, and also you got Danilo. Trey, Rondo's your backup. Trey Young's your starter. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Horder. Kevin. Wait, how do I sell? The Maryland kid's name. The I, think it's, I think it's. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's Herder. Herder. Yeah, Kevin Herder's now your backup at shooting guard with Bogdanovich, but that's still a very good guy off the bench. Um, you got Cam Reddish and Colin, John Collins, eh, power forward, and then Clint Capella at center. Yeah, and, and again, picking up Danilo Gallinari, that guy can still get you 20, 25, even 30 on some nights. But uh, I, not as, I like not as them. the backup. Well, who said he's going to be the backup? Yeah, you're right. You're he right. Could, he, that, could, he and Collins could be the can, starting you know. forwards. You know, center, Capella, yeah. backcourt, Trey Young, and Bogdanovich. I mean, that doesn't sound too bad to me. No, that's not a bad that's not a that's not a bad roster at all. I think it gets you about sixth in the Eastern Conference. Um, and you know what? I, if you're Atlanta, good for you. You know, I mean, uh, it's it's you know, Trey Young uh, is somebody that I, I was never like a big Trey Young guy, but he has truly won me over that dude can play he he's got shooting range almost in the Steph Curry you know realm yeah and he's a great teammate too I, you know I, I if a guy's a great shooter fine um Steph Curry's a great shooter Steph Curry didn't wow me over until I saw him uh play a little d and also he just became a great teammate he just moved the ball uh he, he he bought in. He didn't care whether Clay, him, or Durant were the MVP of the leading score. He just wanted to win. That's Trey Young. That's Trey Young in many ways. Um, I tell you what, right now, and this is just me. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call it. LeBron James wins his fifth ring this year, and I dare say 
it's it won't be all about him. It'll be because they made some very good moves already in the offseason. You know, they got Montrez Harrell from the Clippers. Um, you got Marcus Gasol um, from the Raptors. He's still got, you know, yeah, you measure his uh, vertical leap with a Discover card, and he doesn't have the movement, but he still passes the ball as well as any big man. Dennis Schroeder, a great pickup. Uh, to me, he's a better version of Rondo at this point in his career. And Wesley Matthews, that that shooter you needed when everything else broke down and somebody needed to take a big shot from behind the arc. That's Wesley Matthews still. I feel like the Lakers might be better this year with their roster than they were a year ago. Obviously, Anthony Davis has to resign. But look, the, the Lakers, I think that's going to happen. And I think the Lakers are going to get ring number five this year. That's I'm I'm throwing it out there. And if people will, if people will indulge me, um, I think that Jordan will be probably the third best player when the season's over um, of all time. It'll be, it'll be LeBron, Montrez Harrell, and then Michael. I totally, you can, you can, you can silence me at that. I, no, no, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, look, you know, we have seen no evidence that LeBron James is declining in any way, shape, or form. Anthony Davis is still in his prime years. If, if anything, he's still got great, you know, some of his best basketball still in front of him. Um, Mark Gasol will be the second Gasol brother to win a chip in Los Angeles. As you recall, Powell won two with Kobe Bryant, you know, a number yeah. of years back. Uh Dennis Schroeder is a really nice player. He always seemed a bit out of control, a little bit of a wild card to me. But last year yeah. in, in, you know, playing, you know, on OKC under the kind of leadership of Chris Paul and some others, I thought he really matured a lot as a player. Wesley Matthews is exactly, I mean, he's a veteran, right? He's like early 30s, 33, 34. But he's a great 3 and D guy, plays some defense, not afraid to take a shot. I agree with you 100%. I think LeBron is going to tie Magic and Kobe with his fifth NBA championship ring this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, who's going to get in their way? Golden State? No. Klay Thompson's out. Um, Curry's back. Andrew Wiggins? Sure. Kelly Oubre is your starting small forward for the Warriors. You know, I'm sorry. James yeah. Wiseman is, is listed as your starting center for the Warriors. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't. I don't think that's happening. Houston, I don't see Houston with Harden and Westbrook doing it, especially when some of their best uh, uh, some of the some of their best role players are PJ Tucker, Christian Wood, and and um, shoot uh, Eric Gordon, um, and you know I guess Daniel House. Okay, they're, they're, that's fair. But the, even the Clippers, I mean the Clippers are going to give a run, but. Patrick Beverly's your point guard. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, okay. Marcus Morris, it's the same roster almost. Zubak, great, okay. Okay, you know what? They picked up Serge Ibaka. That was a good pickup for them. I would have still – Serge Ibaka two years ago would make much more sense. If Serge Ibaka went to the Clippers two years ago, I would say, you know what? This is going to be the Battle of L.A. again. I don't – otherwise, I right now, I'm taking the Lakers. I just am. 
I'm taking the Lakers, and I think the second team in the West is likely to be Denver. Okay, I think Denver could win the championship this year. Yep, yep. they're up. I know. I just said the Lakers could win it. Denver, Denver is Denver is right on right is still on path. The, the Lakers are one injury away, not a LeBron injury away, but a key player other than Anthony Davis or LeBron from, from being upset in the Western Conference Finals. I think, you know, Denver's there. And believe it or not, I, I see Dallas, you know, kind of continuing to improve as Luka Doncic, you know, continues to, you know, progress. And they picked up Josh Richardson, who's a really nice, you know, shooting guard, plays a little bit of defense on the perimeter. Uh, you know, Porzingis is still there. You know, they've got, uh, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein coming off the bench. Good defensive guy. So, uh, and we both know what a great coach Rick Carlisle is. So I would say if you were to ask me for my top three, I'm, I'm giving Denver number two. I'm thinking Dallas could make it up as high as number three. I wouldn't bet my mortgage on it. But uh, I have confidence. I, 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 I put the Clippers above Dallas. Yeah, you know what? You're, uh, I agree. You're right. Clippers three, then maybe Dallas gets up to four. But you know what? That's a nice step up for them if they can even accomplish that. You're right. Does Phoenix do anything with Chris Paul? Um, yeah. I mean, you still got Devin Booker. Um, uh, you know, Jay Crowder's a nice pickup. Um, they, you know, DeAndre, I, you know, I mean, they've, they've got a nice core and it, they're building. I just don't see them getting any further than, you know, the seventh seed. Yeah. I mean, which, is, look, a, which them, is an improvement for them. Hey, look, don't, don't forget uh, when the bubble began, they were the only team to go undefeated in the bubble. So they were already starting to kind of show some improvement. You know, they went eight, no in the bubble. They just missed out on the playoffs really. Uh, yeah. But, but now, you know, Chris Paul is, is a good guy to have, you know, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are going to get a lot, more easy buckets as a result of that guy being there and you know for him it's going to be a matter of health but but phoenix has always had one of the best medical staffs if not the best medical staff in the league so i would say that uh between you know uh you know monty williams who's a former player understands the whole idea that a guy like chris paul whom he had in charlotte by the way back in the day so those guys go back a number of years too i Mm. i i could see phoenix absolutely making the playoffs they could be anywhere between five and eight as far as i'm concerned but i think where you're saying around six seven that sounds about right for them yeah it's going to be an interest i mean one i still can't believe the season starts december 22nd it feels like the it feels like the lakers just won and maybe i know it was i know it was a month ago two months ago now was it even two months ago I think it was yeah. October eleventh or something like that. I mean, it was yeah. Just so it's under not two even months two ago. months ago. Yeah, it's not yeah. even two months ago, which is just crazy. You know. Well, I would I would think that you know with all of that depth that the Lakers have added, I would think that that's gonna you know it's gonna be incumbent on uh, you know Frank Vogel to make sure that he doesn't burn out his veteran guys early in the season, and he won't. He won't. Yeah. You know, LeBron won't allow that to happen. And and they have a very solid bunch of assistants there. You know, Lionel Hollins and Jason Kidd. They know, you know, they're in good hands from top to bottom. How about Rob Palenka? That dude, he deserves big-time credit for what he's yeah. doing. Yeah. You know, everybody gave him grief when he first got the job. He was Kobe's best friend. And uh, he'd come from the agent world. And yet he's morphed into a very good GM 
Um, I wouldn't put him up there with Mitch Kupchak during the heyday of the Lakers yet, but I would say that he's, you know, he's done very well and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got a ring. He's, you know, if he's not executive of the year, um, he's at least in that, in that top three um, tier right now. Here's what gets me. And I, God bless them because I covered them for many years. The Knicks fans are all excited about tra- top draft choice Obi Toppin and a handful of journeymen they added to their roster. I, why? I mean, why? Is this just sort of they've gotten used to the fact that, you know, they didn't get Kyrie and Durant a year ago and they, they just understand that they're not, uh, they're not even in the – I mean, come on. I mean, you're R.J. Barrett. Okay. All right. Julius Austin. Randall. Nah. Uh, okay. Nah. Austin Michael Rivers. Michael Gilchrist. <laughs> Come on. Gilchrist. Austin Rivers. Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel. Joyeux Noel. It's Christmas season, right? Yeah, uh, right. Uh, Alec Burks. I mean, Come on, man. Kevin Knox, you know, he's there. He's coming back, you know. And, and the, the one that made me laugh the most was their, their second pick in the first round was a young guy by the name of Emmanuel Quickly out of Kentucky. Yeah. I was, I was watching some of the Knicks fans on Twitter who were just absolutely tripping, saying, you know, he could be our Lou Williams. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I could be your Barack Obama, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> That I, you know, look, New York, yeah, that's, New York that's to a, me, the, it's like, uh, yeah, that's the, he could be our Lou Williams. That's the classic one. Like, you know, if the, if the female steer, the female bull had, I mean, I'm sorry, if the male bull had mammary glands, yeah, okay, but he doesn't. So, what that, what is that? Uh, yeah, Emmanuel I mean, Quickly. Emmanuel, I, like the name. I mean, oh, it's a great name. I hope he is quickly in the rotation. Look at this guy. Look at this roster. Theo Pinson, Reggie Ooh. Bullock. I mean, it's, it's Jacob it's, Evans. Who's ever heard like, of Jacob Evans? It's it's oh my gosh. It's it, yeah. It's not it's not exciting. It's not. And if Knicks fans are excited about it, God bless them. Obi Toppin is a nice uh, addition. Other yep. than that, I you know the Knicks the Knicks are in for a world of pain. All right. Let's wrap this up because yeah. people can get their free agent stuff um, many places. I think I'm glad that we filled them in. I, this thing's going to open December 22nd, three days before Christmas. There's no bubble, but there's no vaccine. There's no vaccine. And where, what are your thoughts? What the, what's it going to look like? You know, if it looks anything like NFL stadiums have looked, which I don't really, I mean, look, NFL stadiums are, outside venues, right? I mean, NBA yeah. arenas are indoor venues. I don't know. I mean, obviously they're, they're, they're trying to bring, you know, fans back into the mix, but I have read nothing about any specific plans about how this is going to work. So I have to believe that the league is number one priority right now is figuring out how this is going to work. Can they, can they go into their arenas with no fans and have it be any kind of excitement? I guess they probably could, 
But unlike what they did down in Orlando, where they jazz things up with all the high tech graphics and, you know, a smaller venue, it's not going to look like that in a 20,000 seat arena that's got no fans. So I guess the number one priority is going to be safety of the players, getting the games on TV, you know. Beyond that, Mike, I mean, what do you think? Do you, do you see any, any, you know, solutions here? I think it all comes down to um, Adam Silver's brilliance, which, which played out definitely in the bubble. And I think it comes down to sacrificing uh, the, the gate again, which they're going to have to do to meet their network television response, you know, their network partnership responsibilities and pay everybody. And you're going to sacrifice the gate again until America gets healthy. And I think in particular, as much as I love basketball and the league and it's part of our livelihoods, you know, I think they got to be really careful about um, when they get the vaccine. You know what I mean? Because if they don't, if, if frontline workers and people of that ilk aren't receiving it beforehand, that's going to get out and that's going to look very bad on the league. And, and just as, uh, as it should, I mean, there, in no way should any frontline worker have to stand in line behind a seven footer for a coronavirus test or a vaccine. It's just not right. And so I think that while the league did, the league took it on the head, especially early on for all the testing it was able to uh, administer, I think we've got to be careful now as to, you know, when we're distributing the vaccine, they, they talk about frontline workers getting it first and first responders and all these people. And, and then we go to the elderly and, and the people that are most at risk. Okay, after that, you know, great NBA people, teachers, all that great go. But before that, you know, that, that, that'd be a bad look if they just did that to make sure that they got, they kept the league going amid some infections and whatnot. So that, that, that's my own personal take. Well, I, there's absolutely nothing. I don't agree with you there. I mean, the frontline workers have been our heroes now going on nine, 10 months battling this stuff. Many of them have died. I mean, we both probably know people that are nurses or doctors that have both been involved. My, you know, my wife's yep. niece works at a hospital in Long Island where she was treating COVID-19 patients. And, uh, you know, she's a, she's a 23, 24-year-old young lady and a hero in my eyes. You know, shout out Haley Nair, uh, Long Island uh, nurse. Uh, so, right, yes, I think we, yeah, way to go, Haley. So I believe the frontline workers and medical professionals will be first in line but after that yeah. you know money talks right so you know that's always been the way it is in this society so i just hope that uh you know once you know once you get past the people that absolutely positively have to get this first then all bets are off as to who's next but yeah. i just pray for all of us to keep doing what we've been trying to do i mean every show we've done since march we end by asking people and this show is going to be no different just reminding people don't be like the outgoing president. Be smart. Wear the mask. <laughs> that was dope. Time to wrap things up for this week. Thank you very much to my producer, Bruce Bernstein, for joining me. And thanks to our talented editor, Tom Phillip. I know you're listening, Tom, and I don't take you for granted. 
Please listen to all of our Pure Hoops media shows. Full Court with Jenny Fisher with her new co-host, Kara Kay, comes your way every Tuesday. Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin is here each Wednesday. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica, Monica McNutt and King McClure drop in every Thursday. BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman are here every Friday with the Pure Hoops podcast, and I'm back each Monday with the Mike Wise Show. Please listen, review us, and leave a five-star rate. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Finally, I know we say this every week, but it's true. COVID-19 is still destroying lives across this country. So please, I mean this, wash your hands. Stay at least six feet away from others and wear that mask. Don't complain, just do it. Get a Boston Celtics face mask like Bruce Bernstein or whatever your favorite team is. Just do it. And Isn't please that treat everyone's everyone favorite around team? you even what's that? One Aren't more the Celtics time? everyone's favorite team. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. killing you here. And please Carry treat on. everyone around you, even strangers <laughs> as friends, and be considerate. And don't forget to keep our medical professionals in your thoughts. Uh, also, we need to continue working for social justice as we strive for a more just and inclusive society. So please do your part. Till next week. Bye-bye. The Mike Wise Show used to be called The Wise-Ass Show, but it remains a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.